1: Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation,
2: habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you.
1: All right, guys and gals. Hunting season will be here before we even know it. Elk season is coming, but I know there's more of you that are excited about deer season that's coming up in just a few short months away. And with that being said, it is the time to be prepping your gear and getting ready for fall. And what better way than to up your clothing and go check out firstlight.com. As you guys know, listen to the podcast over time Matt and I last fall jumped in and started wearing First Light from the heat of early or middle September all the way into the cold of late season and we're comfortable all season long. And for a couple of guys who deal with <laughs> freezing hands, Raynaud's disease, lack of blood flow to toes and hands and Um, just being miserable on a lot of past seasons by wearing, um, a lot of low quality gear. We are now comfortable, warm, and, uh, it's because of First Light. So go check out firstlight.com.
2: All righty. Welcome to Lane Legacy Podcast. Hot July. But hey, we got rain today.
1: We did. Not at the farm.
2: Well, no. But it... Where it matters. (laughs) True. The only thing we get out of this is more grass to cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually, know, uh, it was just refreshing to see.
1: It was is nice. I mean, the breeze is here. Yep. I heard that uh, we got another Sahara dust cloud, sand cloud coming over. I thought really. So I saw I haven't that heard shared that. on uh, Facebook yesterday. I don't I need that sand. I don't know if it's huh. it's true or not, but you know what happened the last time it came over. We started getting rain because of the amount of. Um, Particles, dust, pollicles, particles, and stuff in the air. And so we had like three or four days of rain following that big thing. So who knows? Um, Time will tell. But, you know, it's mid July. Um, Actually, it's past mid July. It is. And uh, past mid July, it's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be dry. Let's just try to enjoy it or get through it. Um, You know, I laugh because our mother in law. Uh, me and brother-in-laws we share a a mother-in-law and she was she was thrilled because she didn't have to water her grass anymore and i'm like i ain't watering my grass no one's making you (laughs) right 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 yeah that's funny and mowing and watering my grass means i just have to mow it so that's it it can just lay out there and die for all i care (laughs) because it's not native
2: but you know you know what mid-july means or or just past mid-july Mood plot season. Coming. And a lot of people are ready for it to come. And you know who is ready to talk about it?
1: Heath North.
2: <laughs> Him and Mr. Keith Hammer, who is on the line with us on this What's podcast. What's going on, fellas? Oh, not much, man. We're just
1: chilling in the backyard doing some podcasting. and uh, That's how humid it is right now. I'm sitting here with, with, with my sheet of paper kind of notes. And it's like I'm holding the 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 paper that comes in deli meat packages. Damp na- napkin now. Yeah. It doesn't even
2: crinkle. No, it
1: doesn't. It's just kind of
2: it's leathery. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Gotta love it. Well, it is. It's definitely just a Missouri summer day, but it is middle of July. Soon enough, we're gonna be planting fall food plots. I mean, really, within within a month, it's gonna be kind of prime time serious. But with all that comes the decisions of what is it you do plant because lord knows there's options upon options upon options out there when it comes to fall plantings what you can do how you can do it when you should do it but we're going to kind of break that down with the help of uh keith hammer today with stratton seed what are the offerings and and what are your goals specifically and which which blend is going to be able to accomplish that goal for you because Not every food plot's the same, you know, varying in size, varying in moisture, varying in um, soil. So we're going to kind of break that down as to maybe the best selections for this fall.
1: And we're going to cover things that we haven't covered before. Um, We have done podcasts with Keith before um, about these blends and and their purpose. And so we're not going to cover those if you want to hear more about specific blends and why each... Um, species is in that blend go check out previous podcasts correct correct
2: so adam what do you think is the most common
1: uh before we jump in though i just want to say what'd you you say food plot seed should be if you're listening when you're listening to this podcast live on our site so you can order
2: yes yes that's a good point so that is shoplandandlegacy.com, click on the food plot seed. It's going to be there, going to be available for purchase, for ordering, and um, Keith Hammer will be helping get that out the door to everyone who's listening and ordering at their Stratton warehouse, Stuttgart, Arkansas. So what is what do you think is the most common question you get about fall
1: plantings four food plots in particular. What's the best one? <laughs> just
2: just that's boil it down.
1: Hands down, the number one question I get in food plots, what what should I plant? What's the best one? Well, that's one of the classic questions followed with the classic pain in the hind end answer. Well, it depends. Yeah,
2: exactly. You want me to narrow it down? Well, it it is highly debatable and um I, the follow-up question is well, describe to me your site or describe to me your general area um and that might be able to help narrow down some some specifics um and then the other question is what's the history of the site? I think that oftentimes people um you know when when planting fall food plots yes there is there's is, I'm not going to say minimal site prep that you have to do, but when you're working with smaller seeds, maybe this site hasn't been put into a food plot before, um, but the, the previous history of that ground and then what you're going to be doing after this planting really help dictates what you should be planting. Yep. So I think one of the, one of the ones that we're finding out the most or, or is leading into what happens next what is what is the next goal so the future plantings after this what are you wanting to accomplish so right now there are two blends that stratton's offering the legacy blend for the fall as well as the bounty hunter i guess there's 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 multiple blends yes cattleman's treasure um now you know a little bit more specific, but can still be used um, for you know a, a food plot blend, but typically, bounty hunter and legacy are, are, are two that people are are really deciding between when they're looking for a diverse fall blend. But
1: at the end of the day, they're different. Oh, totally, totally, for sure. Um, you know, bounty hunter. And I'm just going to throw prices out too. Retail, suggested retail prices to give people an idea. They may vary. Keith, if I say anything incorrect here, jump in. The prices may vary a few dollars depending on the dealer. Yeah. But they're not going to be substantial um, changing in the pricing. All right. So let's kick it off with one of the first blends. That's one of the most popular. Bounty Hunter. It's a six-way blend, and I'm going to say whether Keith wants to or not, I'll, I'll throw out the pricing because I think that's important. Oh, sure it is. Um, sure. Sometimes it's hard to find pricing on food plot seed without shipping, but mm-hmm. this is this is before shipping. Um, so if you go, and it may change a few dollars depending on the dealer, depending on uh, the storefront, but um, Bounty Hunter is a six-way blend that consists of Austrian winter peas, crimson clover, purple top turnips, rapeseed, oats, and then wheat, which is an onless wheat. So you can have the forage um, during the during the fall, the winter, and the spring, and then as it makes a seed head, um, they'll even eat the seed head. Uh, deer and turkeys. Deer and turkeys and other birds. Um, and the retail price of Bounty Hunter is $25 a bag suggested planting rate broadcasting is two bags to two and a half bags per acre Mm -hmm. or if it's drilled bag and a half bag and three quarter depends on what you're looking for but it could be and it's sold in 50 pound bag correct there keith correct yeah yeah
3: bounty hunters 50
1: so you got a 50 pound bag that's 25 bucks retail pretty good pretty good blend too yeah um you know, Bounty Hunter is is one of those that's pretty stinking awesome. Uh, especially for the price. Mhm. And as we move into the next blend, we want to be clear of the difference because it's not just you, you guys hear how much we love the Legacy blend, um, but it may not be for you. That's right. And well, it may I, not be for you because of what you're planning on your your planting date in the spring. Or what's your overall big picture uh, looking for? What's your goals with each blend? Well, I think that when you when
2: you look at the bounty hunter, and you kind of break it down real quick, it, it checks a lot of the boxes. You know, you've got cereal grains, you've got some tubers, you've got some annual clovers. Um, so stuff that's going to be attractive when you plant it, you know, early September through October, even through the winter time frame. And then another kick as you get, you know, greening up and soil temperatures rising back in the spring. It's going to be good. Forage yeah. through that whole time frame, but because of its its weighted a little heavier in the cereal grains. Come springtime, you're going to get a heavier thatch layer, mulch layer, prepared to be able to plant in in comparison to some of the other blends we're going to talk about. So, because of that, you know maybe maybe the bounty hunter is a blend for you if you're looking to. Increase your opportunities to suppress weeds by using that existing vegetation, your cover crop, for that. Because of its heavier density of seeds in the blend being of a cereal rye, oats, wheat. There is no cereal rye. I'm I'm sorry. The oats and the the wheat blend in there. So, like, you're going to have a better opportunity to do that. That blend is going to allow you to be able to utilize that for the purposes of weed suppression. And so, not that other blends aren't, but depending on the time of that termination, this one might be better for you.
1: Yeah, if, uh, if your goal is to have soybeans in the ground late April, early May, um, in the Midwest, um, or even in the South, if your goal is soybeans planted early, this is probably the blend for you. Um... Because the main annual clover in it is crimson clover, mm-hmm. which is going to come on really early in the spring yeah. and be pretty well making seed and running its life cycle. And you now depends on where you're at, but probably sometime in April or early May. Yeah, um, The winter peas, which aren't uh, a huge, it's not like the, this blend has a, uh, that's 50% peas no. but they're kind of uh you know they're going to run their course and not be not be too thick come you know may um, planting time and then you've got oats and wheat which if they go to seed who cares you i mean sure yeah, yeah but they're going to go to seed early um earlier than some of these other annual clovers like we'll discuss Mm -hmm. in in some of Mm -hmm. this other blends but you know this this uh the window of time if you look at just a window of life from planting to full life cycle and has now made seed and is and being an annual is now pretty much ran its life cycle and it's that seed that it produced is the next generation bounty hunter is the one that's a smaller window of time um and it's a six-way blend so You've got six species, and they're all pretty well mature and have gone to seed by sometime in April or early May. So if you're wanting soybeans in the ground early, this is the mix for you, the blend, I should say. Correct, correct. Keith, anything on uh, Bounty Hunter? Anything you
3: want to add? No, y'all hit it pretty well perfect there. Um, Like I said, the $25 can't hardly beat it. Um, Like I said, it's going to be very dependent on Location, whether we whether shipping costs get involved and everything like that, but but for twenty five bucks you you just can't beat
1: it. And I want to say something before we start really going into all these other blends. You don't want to plant your cereal grains early in the planting season. Uh every year it seems like people jump the gun. It seemed like soybeans went in the ground and early to mid April this year and it was like, man, yeah. a lot of those beans are gonna die. Mm-hmm. And they did. Um and if you plant your cereal grains too early in let's say early august or hotter wetter, dry end of july you see people planting um uh turnips in late july um if you do that with cereal grains what you're going to see is they're going to jump they're going to if they get the appropriate amount of rainfall and they're going to end up making seed they're going to have seed heads before winter even gets here and they've and they're done um it's, it'd be no different than planting it in in the spring april may planting your your wheat hoping that it can make seed so that's one of the problems with trying to take one of these blends and put it in the ground too early if you want to plant in july just plant strictly brassicas correct correct
3: right and you brought you brought up a really good point and and down here in the south we we have a lot of guys that just are eager to get out there and get in the field and get to get to planting and hurry up and see some green fields out there but i tell them that we you really want to hold off just because we know how arkansas and august get along together And <laughs> normally it's about three or four weeks of dry weather just to be honest with you, the whole month of august and um just don't want to see those food plots burn up and and i we, we kind of suggest wait till t- which planting time down here is going to be way different as y'all know up north but Forty-five um, to sixty especially.
1: days before first annual frost is suggested planting time,
2: and that that goes across the entire country. I think it's exactly. important to exactly. to respect your area and know your area, the region, the climate, the annual rainfalls, the 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 general um, cycles of rain that you get to be able to plant effectively. You know, if if you are like you said down in, in Stuttgart, Arkansas, your planting window is not going to be the same in North Missouri or Iowa or Wisconsin or Tennessee. It's just, it's going to vary. So, you know, when you see other people planting, that doesn't mean you're behind necessarily. It just means that they're further North of you. their yeah. next frost date is going to be ahead of you or they're a screw up.
3: Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's cause not, not really the they're
1: not listening. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they just dig That's all. We've all yeah.
1: been, been faulty. Of, and another of their, big problem that yeah. you may face, um, you know I think it was last year uh parts of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas uh, and Missouri, probably some other places in the country army worms. Mm-hmm. So people jumped the gun, they got even if they didn't jump the gun, they just planted planted turnips in late July and you had all that forage and then all of a sudden army worms moved in and you're like, "Oh man, I planted all that and a month later it, it was looking great and the army worms ate it up." So that is a risk you run when you plant early, but with any time you're planting soybeans or soybeans planting any food plots or crops, it's always a gamble. Do you plant too early and hope that you that you get out of the out of the gate uh, quickly and you can continue to uh, to produce more forage, or um, if you plant early, you risk you know if you plant in spring a late frost, or you plant too early in the summer a, uh, another month of dry uh, summer drought. Um, so it's always it's always a gamble, and typically what we do is just base it off of five or ten year pattern. Okay, you plant, and and for us it was always late August. Yep. Plant late August. We're gonna start getting some rain. We'll get those hurricane rains. But the last three years, the hurricane rains were the first week of August. Mm-hmm. And we are behind the eight ball. Uh, last well, where year, we, we were waiting ed-
2: and waiting and waiting for rain. We didn't get
1: rain. We got like one rain in late September. Late September and the first heavy frost, October 12th. Yep. So our fall food plots didn't do great. And it wasn't anything with the seed. It was just timing. We yep. got a very small window of time for forage to grow. Now, somehow it made it through it in the spring. We had pretty good food plots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but during the fall, it was tough, and that's where revival—one we'll talk about in a little bit later—that's where it can really shine, for sure. For sure. So, right,
3: Mother Nature can can hurt or help you pretty quickly.
1: Yes, it can. Yep. So next up, the Legacy Blend. Yeah. I wonder where this one came from.
2: Yeah. Did, um, We're probably gonna spend some time on this one,
1: Legacy Blend. I, I, I it's so hard to even just. Try and break it
2: down, piece it apart, yeah, it's, it's so Yeah, it's a 12-way blend.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, there's a reason why it's a 12-way blend is because we we always are trying to promote diversity, and man, there's just, it seems like there's even a few, a few species that we've found over the last couple of years testing more stuff, because I feel like that's one thing we never, we're never completely satisfied. We really like things, but it's like, you know, it could be a little bit better if we did this or we did that or or there's
2: just different applications that you find yourself in different stages of developing or or different because i I think that oftentimes with with food plotting we always 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 talk and preach they're supplemental supplemental Mm -hmm. well not every farm or not every area has the same let's say missing link or the or the window that you need to supplement so you know even though diverse food plots cover a wide spectrum you still need to be looking to um see if there's any other possibilities or additions that can be made, so yeah, we're always searching looking for potentially what could- what's what's
1: next, yeah, so the legacy blend consists of Austrian winter peas, burseem clover, crimson clover, balanza clover those three clovers I just mentioned are all annual clovers yep. And you may pronounce them differently in your part of the world. I was talking to a guy the other day. It was a clover. Huh. Um, but here in the Ozarks, we tend to pronounce our A's <laughs> a good bit. So it's balanza in our part of the world. Um, and then you've got uh, radish, purple top turnips, a forage turnip or brassica. Um, and then you have rapeseed you have cereal rye you have triticale i've heard of both triticale or triticale or triticale then you have oats and then you have wheat mm. so you basically have four cereal grains yep you have three brassicas right with the purple top and the and the rapeseed and uh forage turnip No, and then you have radish, so four brassicas. And then you have um, three annual clovers, and then you have the winter pea. pea. So you've got um, four legumes, four grasses, and four broadleaves. Yep. Um, What can you say about this one? I mean, uh, if you try to wrap it up in in one sentence or one word, I'd just say diverse. Um, I would say Great. Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Keith, what do you think about the Legacy Blend?
3: I mean, it's a total package, really. And I, a lot of guys, whenever they look at it, they they get overwhelmed and they think, "Man, I, I don't know why is there twelve different seeds in this in this blend. Is it all going to grow? Is it is it going to yeah. overcompete with each other?" But really, and like you said, y'all tested it for years, and we this is our I guess third year running with it. And it's it's one of our favorites, obviously, yeah. and it just it it does really well. Like I said, you got the best of three or four different worlds right there because you've got, as you just mentioned, you got your cereal grains, your brassicas, your your peas, and your clovers. And I mean, I don't know what else, what more you want. It's it's, it's all right there in one bag. It's one day. of those
1: things that you know oats. Oh, so if you just if you just break down the cereal grains and you'll say, okay, well. Because it has so many different species, it's one of those that can really help if you're planting in less than ideal situations, they can kind of lean on each other, each species to help each other along um, to where, same thing with the heritage in the spring. If you're lacking maybe a micronutrient or you're dry or it's a really hard pan, you may have... um, a root system that's more of a tap root that can really get down in through that hard pan while the fibrous root system may be able to work alongside that tap root to where they can just work better together. We're replicating nature here. And um, if you break down oats, uh, wheat, triticale, and cereal rye, you'll know that that, like, October window when oats are really, really good – they're going to probably be very really selected, highly selected by the deer. Um, but then a little bit later in the winter when it gets a little colder, you're going to look more towards wheat. And then mm-hmm. if it gets a little colder than that, you might look. they might be browsing um, cereal rye more. Um, and then, of course, triticale kind of fits in between all those. But the thing I like about triticale, or triticale, however you want to pronounce it, um, later on next spring, um, cereal rye is one of those that so many people plant cereal rye for for weed suppression Mm -hmm. and you know it's great um there's a reason they all have you know it was adapt uh, adopted by the ag world years ago yeah and it's kind of came into the food plot world a lot later um but cereal rye is real stemmy. Like when it gets up in the spring, it looks awesome. It, it, it has seems such like an it grows. Bolt. It grows overnight. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh my goodness. But it's a little bitty thin stem. Yep. Um, and triticale is more. It's a, it's of course, it's kind of like a. I guess it is a hybrid between wheat and cereal rye. It definitely is. It's you know waist high, hip high. Um, it's taller than wheat, shorter than cereal rye in most pl- plantings. But it's a mo- lot it's more broad. blade. It's a broader uh, leaf structure too. Yeah. It. So it's, it covers more ground with a shorter,
2: um, yeah. with a shorter shorter height than that cereal rye. And I, I mean, again, it go you go back to diversity. But if cereal rye is less preferred from a browsing standpoint, which this is again, it's a food plot. We don't want to rely heavily or have that a strong strong component of rye, because then we're going to lose some of that palatability or attraction compared to other species like wheat, oats, and triticale. Yeah. So, so that triticale is a perfect hybrid for mm-hmm. still having great coverage against the
1: ground. Yeah. Um, and the thing about legacy is if, you, if you're planning on planting soybeans in late April, early May, and you're planning on terminating that fall crop of legacy bounty hunter, what XYZ blend that you bought... Um, if you look at legacy and you're like, I'm going to terminate. I'm terminating uh, April 15th. Mm-hmm. Legacy is not for you, most yeah. likely. It, it, it could be, but you're still you're missing out. You're the missing benefit. out on the on huge benefits yeah. that the legacy would do later on. Correct. What I have, what we've been working on and testing with legacy blend is drilling soybeans into the legacy blend without any termination.
2: No no spraying, no nothing. It's just,
1: hey, it's planting time. You, you go drive plant. the drill, yeah, and you plant it. And what happens is, by that point when we plant, a lot of our cereal grains have gone to seed, so most of those get laid over anyway. And this
2: is typically late May time. For late
1: me. late or, or uh, mid-May, early May even. Um, but what you do is you drill those soybeans, and anybody who's in areas of high deer density know that soybeans, young soybeans and small food plots get hammered. And Especially right out of the ground. Hammer time. It's just like, why why do I keep doing this to myself? Yeah. I I plant soybeans. I spend a fortune on soybeans. Or I spend way too much money on soybeans. I'm trying to get everything ideal for it. And wham, they come in and they just hammer it.
2: They don't even offer the growing season forage. It's just as soon as they're out of of the ground, bam. It doesn't matter what variety you plant. They cannot handle that if they're getting The
1: Legacy Blend, being annuals, um, they're all going to mature and run their life cycle sometime in spring or early summer. And those annual clovers really turn on, um, of course, Crimson Clovers, that April window. I look at Balansa being May, Mm -hmm. and I look at Bersim being June. Yep. And those three months, the annual clovers are going nuts. And, but then, um, of course... Cereal rye or uh, crimson clover, when it runs its course, it pretty well starts going away. Yep. Um, Same thing with balansa. Same thing with Bersim. And what you see is the protection for those young soybeans dwindling away and then the soybeans popping out of it. Correct. And that's what we're really going for is (laughs) avoiding that first major spraying with legacy to try to... You know, keep our ground covered, but also protect our young soybeans. Yeah, because you and have sometimes a... sometimes it doesn't work as well. Sometimes it's too st- it's our legacy blend is incredibly thick, and it's like, ooh, we're gonna have to really hope those soybeans jump. Um, but um, other times you time it perfectly, and it, it's incredible. I think that the
2: way because of the components that are in the legacy blend and and the the maturation of those seeds. Obviously they're they're all timed differently throughout the spring time frame, so they all mature differently too. And it's almost that like multi-stage self-termination of the plot that continues to free up space for you to be able to then go in and plant without terminating the entire plot at the at the, you know, one moment with with an herbicide application. So you can feasibly go in and do that just drill But you also have ground protection, some weed suppression. You also have continued forage in that food plot while your next crop is taking hold, growing, germinating, and being protected so it can handle browse pressure later on. I I, I love the – it's complex, but you're not going to get the benefits without having a complex food plot, right, or or, or a complex blend. If you have one species or a couple species on hand – you're just not gonna be able to span that window period because you don't have the ability to to have that staged maturing and peaking of other other blends but
1: suggested retail forty nine bucks for a bag and it's yes. a 50 pound bag correct so you know if you're drilling you could do a bag and a half or um, if you're broadcasting two bags so hundred dollars per acre if you're broadcasting
2: and I just We'll say this again before the end of the food plot. I mean, before the end of the podcast. If you're if you're planting the legacy, remember, it is good and attractive, and working still into June. Yeah. So if you're the person who wants to spray early, you're you're missing multiple months of benefit that you paid for. Yeah. Consider so go that. With, go with the bounty hunter. Correct.
1: Because you know if if you're blend is a lot of cereal rye crimson clover wheat um turnips Mm -hmm. some of these that mature a lot earlier in the spring then and you're planning on soybeans been if you're (laughs) hot or cold late april type of person then the legacy you you know it's going to be great for you while it's growing but you're going to be terminating it long before uh that really productive side of it is is um shown itself Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing too if if spring is much busier for you than fall Mm -hmm. and planting spring food plots has been an issue for you then the legacy blend may be perfect absolutely because you can plant it in the fall and get great benefit all the way through into june and then you have kind of a weedy component you may have ragweed ragweed, poke weeds mare's tail which whoa i said mare's tail it's a native deer browse it don't worry about it, and it can um,
2: it can be killed. Still yeah. out of food pots.
1: unless you're one of those guys who've nursed it along and made it herbicide resistant <laughs> over the years, um, and so you have the ability to have uh, something planted in the in the fall and get really close to. You know, I think it teams up perfectly if you're one of those people that like to plant if you're planning on planting turnips and you've created kind of a rotation in your food plot system where you're like, This food plot will get turnips next fall in late July. Well plant plant legacy this fall yep. and it's gonna be very productive all the way into June and then you've got one month and you're getting ready to plant. Month and a half, you're going to get ready to plant turnips. You, you know, we had a discussion the other day while driving,
2: of just going back to the benefits of having ample forage coming out of winter, going into spring. Yes. And it, and it, Keith, you like to shoot big bucks, right?
1: No, oh, he's oh, more yeah. of a forky horn. Huh.
2: I I kind of knew <laughs> that, but you know, he 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 Not might that, that be, is bad.
3: Sure. I like I like the one I guard.
2: <laughs> so we can't stress enough the importance of having that ample food between coming coming out of winter and going all the way through spring. So some some parts of me it's like if I have a food pot that again is trying to be supplemental to what I'm trying to supply elsewhere on the property, I, I feel sometimes bad of cutting that that food plot short and terminating it when there's still benefit out there so that's why i really am just growing that much bigger of a fan of that legacy because it it spans that time and this year i mean and and i know this happened a lot across the country there was that small window where people were trying to plant in april and then we got a lot of rain and the fields were muddy mucky and we were driving across through the midwest in may and early june A lot of fields weren't and couldn't be planted at that time. So it was like, well, shoot, you know, if I had a fall crop that was still really, really good, people weren't getting soybeans in, which I'm air quoting, think grow antlers. They weren't getting that till mid-June. Yeah. And so, gosh. And
1: antlers have come a long ways. A long ways.
2: Absolutely, they have. That's why I love, love, love this blend.
1: Yes. Let's go with the next one, Emerge. Oh, yeah keith emerge our three big annual clovers we've got bursine clover balanza clover crimson clover and what else is thrown in there
3: and oats and triticale it's basically like legacy's
1: sister yeah (laughs) it's kind of like she sounds hideous (laughs) uh, taking some of our favorite portions of the legacy blend and going more with a this is kind of one of those it can be used in many many type of applications oh i think let's yeah you can use it in you can plant it in the fall and have a phenomenal annual clover blend where Mm -hmm. you're like you know i kind of want to just break it up i don't want to i want something a little bit different i don't want to have everything the same i still Mm -hmm. want to i I still want a highly preferred area but maybe i don't want to do my normal stuff Mm -hmm. emerge may be the one for you um yeah
3: i can't remember it was it was a couple years ago adam you and i are walking through one of those bottom fields there on y'all's farm yeah and that field was just extremely luscious of of had Two foot tall plants, I feel like, of frosty burseme and
1: uh, lance Atlanta. fixation
3: clover in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, it definitely has grown to be a really awesome blend. Um, and it's one of those that can kind of be repair mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and by repair mode, I mean you planted XYZ blend in the fall, you didn't get great results. And you could turn around and frost seed this um, or even plant in early March after it started really frosting and still get great growth in the spring, which would then lead into middle of the summer. And there you have it. You're right back ready for fall food plots.
2: You know, a lot of people really do like to plant just a brassica blend during the fall. Those annual species. But we've also all seen just straight brassica blends come February, March, and it's just fields of mud. And so when we talk about that repair time frame, this is one certainly could be planted late August, September, provide that attraction through the fall, but don't dismiss it from the benefit of coming out of spring. We just talked about that spring window and how important it is. So if you're one of those people who, hey, I like to hunt over just brassicas, don't miss the opportunity to be planting emerge and still be providing you know great forage, you know, and, and that additional um, attraction to your food plots during the spring window time frame. And when we're talking about fixation, there's a lot of nitrogen fixation oh, yeah. that's happening with annual clovers. I know everyone talks about legumes with with white clover, but but the amount of fixation of, of nitrogen that occurs just out of these annual plants. Is incredible. The root system, silly. And when we're talking clovers, I think everyone just commonly thinks about white clover and, you know, typically eight inches tall or so, right? Yep. This stuff, we just, you just released a video a couple days ago on social media showing how branching, how big, two, three foot tall
1: clover plants. Almost like alfalfa growth when people think of alfalfa you think of probably like knee high mm-hmm. um more of a stem that's got tons of leaves on it. it's kind of like that structure but even taller now balanza can be very branching very viny and just make a huge mass out on the ground that come midsummer is like where'd it go mm-hmm. um it's just a whole bunch of seed left yep. um so emerge is pretty stinking awesome and i think if you if you're one of those guys that plant just straight turnips it's one of those repair modes where if you plant straight turnips high deer numbers rough winter it's going to be a mud patch Mm -hmm. fix that frost seed emerge into it and uh be ready to rock um come you know um, more forage available long before soybeans are germinated germinated and uh provide Forage well into the summer. Well into the summer. Um, right,
3: and s- and and one thing about this blend, and we we'll get to the revival here in a minute. But um, one thing about this one is it's it's packaged in a quarter acre jug, um, and I know with a lot of people, including myself, I have some plots that aren't over. I mean, they're a quarter acre or smaller. Some mm-hmm. of them, and so it's a, it's a lot easier to go this route, and and a lot more beneficial too in the long run so Shipping's easier it, what's the too? retail
1: it, on the on the quarter acre
3: and it's $20 $20, $20 retail on emerge yep so Perfect. so it's very easy on the wallet as well
1: like that yep so next up
2: revival i think like there needs to be like a drum roll for revival as popular as that blend has become what
1: well, we, we, well, was a hot
3: topic my goodness, man.
1: Yeah. seeding
3: this year was incredible. Yeah. And I did some myself and had had great luck with
1: it. Yeah, it's one of those that uh, <laughs> we sold. I I know we sold a good portion of it on the store, uh, com. You like that little shameless plug? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we sold a good portion of it last August and September. Yep. But it was like we talked about how awesome it was in January, February, and it started selling, and you guys were like, like what's going on? We're selling this stuff what like happened, crazy. Guys? We're like we've been talking about it a lot. And i yeah. I looked on the I looked on the store just this week, and we had an order come through. Yeah. So like it's I I would be shocked if I went back that there wasn't a revival jug being sold from January till this week, once a week. Because mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. just constantly. I was just
3: sitting there thinking. I don't think there's been a week gone by that there hadn't been one. Absolutely
2: and yep. i feel like the more that it's out there the more that it's just raved on and again we talk about hitting windows and spanning a time frame if you will i feel like from a caliber standpoint of a fall annual planting it is even keel with legacy in a perennial category from a this is this is the the perennial type clover blend that is just going to span a large large window throughout many portions of the country, and just be pretty dynamic.
1: The only the only negative time frame for revival would be sometime in August after it's been planted and it's ran a whole year and it gets really, really hot. It might go dormant for a small portion, but the chicory will go nuts. That, um, or
2: you can be planting your wheat. Yep. As a cover crop in that, and that's taking off of that time frame too.
1: And then the other time frame would be when snow's setting on top of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But if you take a five-year period of time, and especially if you're northern Missouri, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, I'm trying to draw a line kind of straight across the uh, United States, northern Kentucky, Southern Ohio, Virginia, and South. Three out of five years, I would say revival will, month from January to December, will probably provide and be more beneficial than annual mixes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I love annual mixes, but three out of five years, like last year for us, what was the number one food source? Revival mm-hmm. food plots. Because. They were established, so even though we were in a drought, they were still going because they're they're a perennial. They had a root system. They were starting to come on. Um, but if you're up in north, yeah, annual annual mixes are great. Uh, I would still like to see a mix of uh, like the revival in your food plot program. Besides, unless of, you, unless you're surrounded by alfalfa fields, right? If if you and you
3: said earlier, go ahead, Matt. Sorry,
2: I was just gonna say. The only dead time frame if you're north of that line you drew across, it's really snow. Yeah. Besides then, it's going to be growing. There's not a there's not a window in the summer that I'm like, oh, it's 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 really kinda of mature, it's it's burning up. You're likely not going to occur based on your growing season. But you have longer winters. So, um, each to their own. But go ahead, Keith.
3: I was just gonna say it we were kinda of talking about it earlier with time frames and people being busy in the spring and and not having any day of the week to go do this. So as we had mentioned, it's perennial. So it's a whole lot less maintenance and not as time-consuming if if you're short on time too.
1: Humongous value there. And so Revival has um, perennial red clover, perennial white clover, perennial alfalfa, and perennial chicory. Those four. Right.
3: And Matt went that the picture you shared with me the other day that was that was taken here recently, correct?
2: Yes, it yeah. was. Yep, just here in the last couple of weeks, um, up in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, a and it was booming. It. it was looking great. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to establishment, I think everyone's wanting when they when they say, "Okay, I'm I'm committing some of my food plot to perennials because of maybe it's the time um, or lack of time that they have. They know that it's going to span a long time. It's it's like that reliable friend, like it's always there. But like, I feel like when we're talking establishment, there are some finer points and techniques that you can do to be able to ensure that the planting's going to take off. You know, it, it's going to have less weed, weed um, um, weeds in the food plot because of X, X, and X. So, like, walk us through prime time ideal preparations for planting the revival. Designating either portions of food plots or a, a singular whole food plot to revival blend.
1: I like revival being established following uh like soybean field or a uh, soybean food plot where you've had a little bit of herbicide usage or uh, you know you've sprayed a couple times Mm -hmm. preferably i I just lay it out like let's just say you go in and you you take over a a field that's been a lot of weeds and i say that very roughly it could be a whole bunch of it just say you take a portion of the pasture and you're like i want to be a revival Well, for long-term success, I would rather have a whole growing season of soybeans and spraying those weeds out and getting control, making sure the fescue or Bermuda or Johnson grass is at least under control before I go into um, before I go into revival. Mm -hmm. So establishment for me would be following up a um, series of herbicides, series of herbicide uses uh, to where. The weeds are under control, and then you go in and you broadcast that on the ground before rain. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no, I think, more times than not, when people drill in a blend like the Revival or drill in clover, they drill it too deep. Yep. Um, And so that's what I would prefer to do. Broadcast it. In an ideal world, the ground is already moist. You've already had Mm -hmm. rain, and you've got more rain coming, and you broadcast it on it. Um, And so the Revival is pretty easy to establish. Yeah. Um, Cause once you do it and you you planting it, what is the? It's sold twenty bucks per jug, and it's it a jug per quarter acre? Is that correct?
3: That's correct. Yeah, yep. four and a quarter pounds per jug, twenty dollars. That's right.
1: Yeah, yep. and so I was gonna say,
2: everyone who has planted annual species in the past, they're always like, okay, well this this area always gets pounded by deer pressure, right? I think that people often try and go like, okay, that's my clover food plot there. That's this over there. Why not look at your your food plots and be 100% comfortable saying, well, this portion is perennial. This portion is annual. If you have areas that are kind of shaded, don't get enough, uh, as much sunlight or that get browsed really, really heavily, or you just want a perennial in every food plot because, let's say, again, time is, is uh, a constraint for you. Devotes that to the revival blend, it's gonna span a long time and you could easily do that, broadcast it right into standing beans going into fall. You've had several uh applications of, of herbicide there, so you you're pretty much working in an ideal situation. But how many how many fields there at the Prairie Hollow property were um basically split and now half perennial Uh, Revival and then half annual or or a portion. It may not be perfectly half. Sure, three of the main. Yeah, three of the main,
1: uh, and then a couple more converted over completely to yeah. uh, Four. Yeah. Um, So a substantial amount. If you got any kind of food plot that's over two acres or right at two acres, I would like to see a portion of that plot, maybe an eighth of an acre, converted to perennial perennial clovers like this revival blend you think about that and the reason for the chicory too i guess we should say this Sure. uh we mentioned it in legacy blend is chicory's in there because it's highly i mean there's a window of time where they they uh browse it like crazy but it's also a broadleaf that's so it's helping take up some of that nitrogen Mm -hmm. that that uh those three legumes are fixating throughout the year so um it's kind of help help with our diversity um and, man, it shows sometimes when that chicory gets going, it can jump.
2: But another reason for devoting some portions of food plots to a revival blend is that same window. We're talking about, okay, relieving some browse pressure off of your annuals that are being planted. Well, you've got something that's extremely green palatable there. that you are going to be hammering that and, and you know planting directly into standing legacy that hasn't been terminated. You've got best of, of all the worlds right there in the spring time frame. Helping along your your annuals throughout that, that food plot.
1: I think uh, if you were to pin me in a corner and tell me, pick your favorite, like your go-to, for our region, Revival would probably be my favorite.
2: I'd do it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah. Um, just for low maintenance. Ease of establishing. Ease of establishment. Reliability. year Almost year-round usage. Mm-hmm. Now, the only time that I'll be going, ugh, I wish I wish I'd had something else would be during a uh, really cold spell late winter. Sure. And then I might go, oh, man, I wish I had some standing grain. But any other time of the year, I'm going to be like, man, it's awesome.
2: Well, we got dinky winters
1: down here, anyhow.
2: Most yeah, times. Most
1: times. Last winter was a little weird. But anyway, um, let's go to our last blend, wrap this up. We got yep. Cattleman's Treasure.
2: I think that. The name kind of can throw it off some when it comes to is that applicable to me? Is that applicable to, you know, a food plot? Um, i say say 100%. Absolutely, it is. Can oh,
1: for sure. And it, it is great for, um, you know, it was kind of designed to be one of those, uh, <laughs> bridge plantings, yeah, let's say, uh, for guys that have kind of multi use properties. But at the same time, um, it was. It's still an awesome blend. Yeah. Um, if you're just devoting it to deer, um, Cattleman's Treasure is it consists of Balansa clover, mm-hmm. winter wheat, crimson clover, oats, and cereal rye. Yep. Um, and it is um, sold in a fifty-pound bag, and it's uh, retail price about thirty-eight dollars. Yeah. So you could be in the same thing. A uh, bag and a half if it's drilled or two bags if it's broadcasted, so you're looking anywhere around what is that? Um seventy seventy six bucks for for a full, for a full acre. acre. Um if you're broadcasting and you've got a lot of cereal grains, but then one of our favorite annual mm-hmm. clovers in that. And so um if you're a multi use property it's a great Great option, or if you're looking for more of a cereal grain heavy um, blend, this is this the option. Is uh, if you're looking for something that's going to create a lot of um, thatch that you can suppress some weeds the next growing season, cattleman's Treasure is probably your thing because um, you're going to be really looking at a lot of a lot of stuff growing, a lot of cereal grains growing. So
2: and and, and honestly, if baled appropriately. If you're a multi-use farm or you're trying to convince farmers to be able to interseed pastures during um, late summer, you can go ahead and bale this stuff early, green wrap it, and it makes incredible forage mixed with the cool season pastures that it's being planted in most likely. So there's a lot of different ways to be able to use it, but all around it's a, it is a fantastic blend for sure.
1: Hopefully, you know, we listed out five different blends there. We we've got the Bounty Hunter, Legacy, Emerge, Revival, and cattleman's Treasure. So, I'll give you guys Bounty Hunter being a six-way blend, $25 for a bag, bag and a half if it's drilled, two bags if it's broadcasted, so 50 bucks. Um 50 bucks and you're off to the races. Legacy is a 12-way blend, uh 49 bucks a bag, same thing. Uh bag and a half if it's drilled, two bags if it's broadcasted. Emerge, a uh, mix of a lot of annual clovers, is 20 bucks for a quarter-pound jug. Um, Revival, 20 bucks. It's a perennial mix, 20 bucks for a quarter-pound jug as well. Cattleman's Treasure, $38 a bag, bag and a half per acre if it's drilled, two bags per acre if it's broadcasted. And all of these are available now on com. Order away. and Flood uh, dates are open yikes i'm i'm very fearful because my wife is kind of handles a lot of our anybody who's ever ordered on our site has probably dealt with my wife yeah and uh thankfully she's a lot nicer than we are um, when it comes to (laughs) customer service um, because we're so busy but um, she's now keith i don't even know if you know this but she fell and uh, tore her hamstring this week so she's kind of laid up um, but orders we process as soon as they come in or as soon as we can get to them and hopefully we'll have your seed to you very very soon
3: absolutely yeah and as always you know we're all we've talked about in the past and we've we've done it every year so far but we're always experimenting with other other options and look forward to as much as we're excited to get in the field this year and i don't want to wish the year away but we're excited to see what 2021 has to offer and uh and what what new products we'll have out on the market next year too as well um and then just be patient with us on shipping as everybody knows what's going on with the world COVID 19's got some stuff in little strange situations but um we'll we'll get stuff shipped out as quick as we can and uh, help you out best way we can so
1: awesome definitely all right anyway. guys well keith thanks for coming on what's the hey, always, pleasure, website fellas. go stratton seed
3: gostrattonse.com click on the go wild tab and we'll have we'll have all the all the different products we have to offer on there and you can read about them and and uh, we'll be uploading some pictures here pretty soon that way when you click on the individual blend or whatever it may be you look at some pictures from success stories and everything else that we've got to offer so cool anyway
1: sounds good well guys um, there you have it that's the blends go check them out yeah.